Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes here on The Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. And believe it or not, we got a lot going on. Or maybe we have a lot of stories about things that won't actually happen. <laughs> that, that's the, the crazy uh, status of 2020. Uh, Rob Parker's got an article that's going to drop on Deadspin. I want him to to pitch that to us uh, upcoming in the show. Uh, Zion, some 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 more kind of a, of a paper trail in terms of Zion Williamson and and Duke and what appears to be some sort of parallel to the Reggie Bush and USC case. We'll get to that. Plus, NBA players are in quarantine, and most of them appear to be kind of unhappy about. Uh, the setup so far, but uh, before we get to that, let's let's get uh, Rob to the story of the day. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, okay, so yesterday the Big Ten announced that they will not play non-conference games. The ACC is expected to announce the same. Big Ten, I mean Big Twelve, SEC have not said anything. Pac-12 uh, sort of hedging and waiting. Um, what, what's you know you're having high school football. Uh, in Texas, in Texas, you know, people who organize high school football saying very unlikely to have a season. W- what's your reaction first to the Big Ten news of yesterday? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, this is a fluid situation, Doug. Nobody really knows that people are hoping against hope, trying to figure something out. How can we keep it as close as possible and not make big travel arrangements or plans or you know, to, to try to somehow 
have a control over it. It's not exactly the bubble, right? But it, but it's just Big Ten. You know, you're not you're not going outside of that. I I don't know if it'll work. There's there's a lot of stuff that's uh, involved, and especially just the nature. To me, I think football and basketball are tougher because of the nature. Because there is physical contact. There's sweat. There's saliva. There's all kinds of stuff that Doug you cannot avoid. Uh, pass it on to the guy next to you, right? Because uh, the nature of the games. So, you know, if you're uh, hoping for college football and pro football and and high school football, I I don't know. I think it's all up in the air. I think they're hoping against hope. And uh, as someone who teaches at USC, I'm an adjunct professor, we've already been told we're going to be teaching uh, remotely so if kids aren't be aren't going to classes or whatever, it's hard for me to imagine that they're playing football together. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the SE thing has set into motion a, a lot of alarm bells uh, around the country, and the issue with USC having classes online is if I'm going to spend seventy thousand dollars a year, and tuition actually went up for for USC. It did. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. T- tuition went up. And but I, okay, so I'm going to pay, and it wouldn't be seventy grand if you're not obviously on campus. Um, but if you're going to pay all this money, you you're you paying for the college experience, not just for the brand USC when you're done, which obviously does have a substantial portion of of the value. And I know parents who are supposed to send their kids to SC, like I ain't doing it. We're taking a year off, and we'll 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 roll the dice as to whether or not my kid gets in the next time around. Um, but but that that kind of starts the, the the trickle down of okay if enrollment's going to be down and we don't know if we can have students on campus how can we save money and this appears like th- there's I'm, I I think there's some unintended and intended consequences and I'm really interested to hear what what you think about it. Doug Gottlieb Rob Parker in for Dan the Danettes Dan Patrick show um I, I guess the question is are the intended consequences that we don't we have fewer games, less contact between players, or like look, the Big Ten said if we do this, we're still gonna do ten games. We're just not gonna have non conference games, which to me strikes to the hey, we don't wanna pay we don't we don't want to pay the million dollars it costs for bowling green uh, or whomever to come play our opponents as opposed to if we have no fans or if we have uh this massive downfall in terms of um in terms of how much money we are actually making, this is a way to save money. And then the unintended consequence, or maybe it's an intended consequence, is it continues to separate the rich from the poor in college athletics, which has been a big, it, it, like, th- this is my thing with with uh, coronavirus and what it's done to the economy. I'm not sure there are many businesses that have truly been ruined. It's just sped up the process of businesses that are not in good shape, right? Like, Yes, the restaurant business and entertainment, it's concerts, it's really hard for those businesses. But there are a lot of, you know, in college college sports, the non-bowl championship series major conferences, those things are just kind of held together by duct tape. And this pulls out the, the legs from those chairs because they need those payouts for the rest of their athletic department if they don't have them. I don't know how they have the rest of the athletic department. And if they have football this year, they're going to only lose money. If they don't have football this year, they lose all their players. And thus the, the conferences like the Mac 
conferences um, that, that aren't part of the big six all of a sudden now become a house of cards and you get that separation that those big conferences wanted anyway. No, I, I don't disagree that part of that is, is um, a factor. And uh, one of my favorite songs is Cindy Lauper, Money Changes Everything. Uh, you know that song, Doug? Yes. Yeah, I love that song. Um, but but I did not know we'd be quoting Cindy Lauper at 607 on the West Coast, I'm 907 on in- the East Coast. I'm stuck in the 80s, so I'm all into the, uh, the, the 80s song. But Cindy Lauper's song, I love that song. And money does change everything. It is mostly about money. And you're right. If they can save money and not pay out to people that they normally would write a big check for, and, and, and you know, that's how Michigan pads its uh, – a lot of schools pad their win total to start the season, Doug, with two or three cupcakes, uh, you know, and beat them up. And then they go and, and then play – play against uh, their, their uh, conference uh, uh, opponents. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if we look, when you look at the financial part of it, is you're, uh, are you saying they're hoping that these other schools shake out and collapse? No, and then, I, I don't. I, don't th- I, I think this, that's an unintended consequence. Okay. I, I think the okay. Intent, I, Not I, intentional. I do Not think intentional. The, the intended consequence is to save money. Right. Everybody's our, our company's trying to save money, TV and radio. Like, how can we how can we trim the margins? Because it's already been a bad year and it's likely to only get worse in terms of schools. Right. And while, while school schools are just not built, they're they're built to consistently make more money because they spend more money because they have to re, you know, reinvest in their infrastructure. They carry a. Uh, you know, they, they carry debt with them over all these massive construction projects and, you know, they want to keep getting donations for their endowment. And while people, you know, say, well, why can't athletic departments draw from the endowment? That's not how it works. Meanwhile, you're you're, you're not because just because they don't want to do that. It's not that they can't. It's just that they don't want to. No, 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 no. It's because they can't it based upon how, how their, uh, their, their own constitutions are written. Many schools, there, there's a limit, if any, that an endowment that can go to athletics. Additionally, you have to factor in that while athletic departments are going to be and already are losing money and they're going to lose more money. So, too, is the school is going to the, the school is going to lose massive amounts of money and the endowment's going to shrink, not just because of the investments and what happens there, but because no one's going to be making donations <laughs> like all of this stuff kind of all it it's a it's um. Uh, it's like a it's like it's like an organism that all symbiotically works together, right? Like the college football is important not just for the bottom line of the money that it makes. It also obviously makes money from the TV and the radio and the rights broadcast. But also those, as you said, cupcake games. While you're spending money, the town those college towns make a ton of money on those games. Hotels, restaurants. All the sororities and fraternities welcome back alumni, all the parking spots, everything, the parking tickets, everything in town. Everything makes money in those small college towns based upon those college football games. Additionally, you bring back the alumni. That's when the athletic directors and other school uh, executives come and hit people up for donations, not just for the football program athletic department, but for the rest of the school. Like it all does actually work together. Right. It it trickles down and and it's not. Uh, isolated it affects everything and you're right even to uh the guy who's who's selling the parking spots in town uh that goes away that was money uh say if a person had a a a parking lot and that's how he made his money and during the college football season that helps fund to pay his mortgage 
Doug, you know what I mean, over the course of a year. And now there are no football games in town, and that money that I always counted on has gone away. So, so yes, it it has affected so many things. And I I still think that I'm not convinced. I, I heard Jim Harbaugh with Michigan trying to say, well, that's not our fault. We didn't start the corona and the kids want to – of course the kids want to play. Jim, that, that, that's obvious. They're football players. That's what they've done their whole lives. But I also think that there's a part of, of trying to keep these kids safe and figure out if this is really worth it. That, that maybe, Doug, that there's got to be – maybe there's going to be one year without college football because it's just not safe and healthy – uh, enough for for people to partake in it, and I, and I know it's devastating, uh, but I think sometimes people w- when they talk about trying to get it back, there's selfish reasons. You know, they want to play, they want to get paid, they want things to kind of go on. But but sometimes you got to take a look at the at the bigger picture, and that is, can you really, in good conscience, tell kids not to come to class on campus, Doug? But but tell them to play football at a school where where the student body's not welcome back. Something doesn't sound right. Um, okay, well I'm going to disagree with you, but we'll get to that uh, upcoming. Why Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. Brett McMurphy is going to join us upcoming next. What does the Big Ten decision do to the college football landscape? What about the Big Twelve and the SEC? What's the likelihood we have a season? This idea of spring football, I believe, has massive, massive flaws. We'll get to all of that uh, and and take some of your comments on social media as well as maybe a phone call or two. With Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of The Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. 
Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You know I'm bopping around. How are you bopping around? Like, to Cindy Lauper. I, I love this, this song. Uh, of the Cindy Lauper songs, this does not, this, it's definitely not in the top three. No? Like, this, no, 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 no. But see, it's so odd. You know, a lot of times it's easy just to pick the uh, the, the best, the three biggest songs. Sometimes there's a, there's a nugget in there. No question. Or there's B-side. a song, right, yeah. that, right. that you really uh, connect to. For whatever reason, this this really connects to me. Okay, so there there's probably five songs. There's five songs. Brett McMurphy's a product of the '80s as well. Uh, of course, works for Stadium Sports as a college football insider. Brett Brett, Brett will get to bigger and more important stuff. But uh, Rob Parker in the all time <laughs> upsets is a huge fan of Cindy Lauper. She's from Queens, like I am. Great. There's lots of great people from Queens. She's a <laughs> marvelous singer, and you know she was incredible in the '80s. But um, one between you liking Cindy Lauper and and picking out a song that's not "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," "Time After Time," "True Colors," "She Bop," or that uh, "Good Good Love Is Good Enough" song from the Goonies, like that's the top five. Everything else pales in comparison. Brett, how are you? Good morning to you. Good. I was. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be quizzed on Cindy Lauper. I would have come <laughs> much more prepared. But yeah. yeah. You named pretty much every song I could think of her. So, uh, you right. Know. Those are all the obvious songs. If you're a Cindy Lauper fan, Money Changes Everything is one that I don't think everybody knows. Money does change everything. Okay, Brett, let's get to the, speaking of money changing everything. Right, it's a great segue. Excellent job by you, Rob, professional uh, broadcaster and, and journalist. Um, okay, so the Big Ten yesterday announces no non-conference games. If we play, we're going to play 10 conference games uh, what's your reaction to that news? Well, it, it was it was not unexpected among other uh, athletic directors and administrators at the other leagues. What was a surprise is the timing of the announcement. Um, everyone thought the Big Ten was going to make this announcement next week. So people are wondering within the industry why the urgency for the Big Ten to come out and make this announcement yesterday And what it does now is I think the Power Five leagues have said they wanted to come out with a plan for the fall season together, whatever that would be, conference only, conference only plus one or two non-conference games, 12 games, we're delaying the season, whatever that's going to be. And the the timeline was, was around end of July, August 1st. However, with the Big Ten coming out with this news, what it does now is it kind of boxes everybody else in. And so I don't think, I don't think you're going to see any teams play 12 games this year in in Power 5 or the Group of 5 leagues because now you simply don't have the inventory out there. When you take the Big 10 off the table, the Pac-12, you know, because of their geographic challenges out there on the West Coast, it's going to be hard for them and and they they were leaning towards going conference only anyway. I've been told it's likely the ACC would go conference only plus they have Notre Dame, which they will kind of take under their wing and make sure Notre Dame has enough games. So now, if you're the SEC, the Big 12, um, for you to get a, you know 12 quality games, 
there simply aren't enough teams out there. So that was the, my biggest takeaway yesterday with the with the Big Ten announcement. Brett, is there a money factor as well? Just the whole idea. Uh, Doug brought this up at the top of the show about not paying the the, the other schools that you normally usher in the, the big paydays to come in and get beat up on. Is is this part of it? You know, I don't really, I don't really think so because the, look, the Big Ten they can afford to pay these schools to come in and pay them a million bucks or more to come in. That's not an issue. Certainly, they're going to lose money because they're. If, if, if those games are played and the stadium is only a fourth full because of COVID, uh, you, you're, you're going to lose money. But I don't think that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing is that the Big Ten, and I think other conferences feel this way, especially at the Power Five level, if you're a Big Ten conference school and your, your safety guidelines, say, range from 1 through 50, and you've got to th- go through all these different steps, now you're playing a team from another conference, and maybe their guidelines are only 1 through 25. Do you really want to put your student athletes, you know, in that situation where the the, the opponent you're playing um, doesn't go through the same safety guidelines um, that you do? And so I think that was the bigger thing. As a conference, they can they can control everything as far as testing, uh, different guidelines and safety measures, so they know everybody's playing. It's apples to apples comparison. But when you step outside of conference, especially if you step down and play a group of five school who don't have the financial means to test as frequently and do all these other things, then, you know, then it's a, it's a big question mark. I think that's a bigger thing. But one last thing with the money, um, I think that will play a big part on how many conference games these teams play. You know, as a conference, they will sit there and get with their TV partners and say, okay, if we play eight conference games, it's worth X amount of money. What if we play nine? It's worth this much. What if we play 10? It's worth this much. And that will that will play a big big role in determining how many conference games these guys play going forward. That is, if we do actually get to have a college football season. All right, let's let's get to that big question. Um, do when is the forgive the forgive the phrase? When is the drop dead date? You know, Doug, there really isn't one. Uh, you know, technically they could run it up until right before kickoff, and then say, "Look, we're pulling the plug." But they did want to determine or make some type of announcement by by August 1st um, and say, look, here is the plan. We're going forward with the 12-game schedule. Look, we're going to we're going to pause. They even they even don't want to call it delay because that's negative. They want to say it's a, we're taking a pause. Uh, we're taking a pause. We're going to move the season back uh, and, and start the, the last week of September, whatever it is. They wanted to do that around – August 1st to the end of July. So I think at that time, that's when we'll have a, a better definitive idea from all these other conferences. And certainly the Big Ten also, they've got to figure out what schedule they're going to do. Just because they're going conference only doesn't mean they pick up the schedule as is. Uh, several ADs in the Big Ten told me, look, we've got to change our conference schedules up just because of the dates um, and different um, challenges of you know multiple open dates between conference games and different things. Um, and so I think I think everyone would hope to do it by August first because that way you could get TV on board uh, certainly for planning purposes and those sort of things. But it looked Doug, they can they were planning to play the NCAA basketball tournament until they weren't, and I think that's going to be the same thing with college football. Yes, but it's much more of a it's a much bigger ship with all of the with the absolutely right yeah. like and um, and you know like 
Rob pointed out, he's adjunct professor at USC. They're going mostly online, which signifies, you know, SC, a major school, a player in college football saying we're not going to have students on campus. That's one of the big warning signs that we won't have college football. So, okay, I guess best guess, where are we as of today? Again, I, I know it's a fluid situation. We're at July 10th. Do we have college football? I think they're going to try like hell to, to do it, and I think we may start out playing college football. I don't think we finish the season um, just because, you know, as you've seen recently, you know, Ohio State shut down workouts, North Carolina, Kansas, all over the country because of the, the positive spikes. Um, you know, and the one thing you did mention about USC and the online classes, the commissioners have kind of, I don't want to say they've they found a loophole, but they have kind of re-characterized uh, that by saying we need to have some students on campus for our student-athletes to play football. Well, some could be 100, some could be 1,000. We don't have to have 20,000 students on campus is what they're saying. So they've got to play, try to play because of the financial implications if they don't. Um, look, back in April, I said, I hope I'm wrong. I said, I don't think we're going to have a season because I didn't think the, the university presidents would allow all the, all these students back on campus. They've kind of changed that where they don't need all the students back on campus. But ultimately, uh, you know, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't think we'd end up having a season, Doug. I hate that. I, if, we, if it's not safe enough for kids to come back on campus and take a class together, in a room, then how's it safe but, 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 to play, to see, play I, football? But, 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 I, but, 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 wait, but wait, 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 guys, 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 guys. And uh, Rob, I'm, I'm not trying to cut either of you guys off. Go ahead. Can anyone point to any sort of statistics that say that, right? Like the, the fear is not for the student athletes. The fear, one, is obviously litigation. But but the, the fear is for everybody else, the professor's you know, who could, or, or a regular student who could have some pre-existing health conditions that a student athlete wouldn't have. There, there isn't any, I, I've yet to been shown any sort of statistical uh, um, sign that, a, that an athlete would actually be at, at, at substantial risk. No, I agree. I'm not saying they would or would not. I'm just saying that it, it seems like people right now, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it, people are not comfortable with, if people are positive with the disease of going forward. Um, but it's just, it's funny where they're like, well, it's these universities are saying it's not safe for us to have, you know, 50 students in a classroom, but it is safe for our university to play football. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying how, how can one be okay and the other can't be okay? Shouldn't both be okay or shouldn't both be not okay? So that's ultimately getting back to your question, why I think we don't have a season because there's so many different things like that. And you nailed something a second ago that people aren't going to talk about. It's all about litigation and how not to get sued. And they, that's their biggest concern with these university presidents is, you know, they don't want to be hit with multiple lawsuits. And so is it, is it better to take a huge chance with most, most of the time university presidents do not like to take a lot of chances or B, take the safe way, and basically if that means, you know, cancel the season and wait till next year, then try to try to navigate the financial implications and tr- and try to um, live to fight another another day to to make it into a bad analogy. 
I look at this and I and I want to know if we don't have college football this season, and I'm closer to you, Brett. Uh, what damage will this do? Like, do you see uh, some college football programs going away forever? Like, well, what will be the, the damage if there is no football season? Yeah, Rob, you're right. Uh, you're going to see the smaller group of five schools that could could drop football um, almost overnight if you don't have a if you don't have a football season uh, either in the fall or in the spring. Um, you know, I've done a couple of um, surveys for stadium where I reached out to all 130 athletic directors asking them about their optimism for the season. I remember back in April, I asked, asked all the ADs and a, and a couple of them were very blunt, but it, it's, it stuck with me. And they said, look, Brett, if we don't have any football for this upcoming, you know, academic year, he goes, we are bleak. And that, that's the reality of it. And that's the biggest fear is if you don't have these TV deals, if you don't have the, the revenue coming in from the, from the attendance and the donations and everything else that, that factors in, um, you know, these, these schools and universities are going to make some hard decisions. And that's why you've seen a lot of schools already dropping Olympic sports and certainly, you know, Stanford becoming the first Power 5 school to, to, scut, to cut um, Olympic sports recently. Brett, awesome stuff. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, for joining us on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks, guys. Anytime. That's uh, Brett McMurphy from from uh, uh, Stadium Sports. Uh, okay, so, Rob, let's, let, let's dive a little bit deeper in here. Um, I, I just, I, I understand this, the, the fear that people have. I don't think it's reasonable fear. Like, there's reasonable, <clears throat> there's a reasonable fear, you know, when your, your kid goes, you know, riding his bike, if you don't, you know, that, that somebody's not paying attention or he's not paying attention, you put on a bike helmet. I'm just... I'm I'm wondering if it's reasonable fear that keeps us from having a college football season. Yes, that is the reason. And and I think it's reasonable, Doug, because we don't know because it's uncharted waters because uh what happens if if yes, you just go and go willy-nilly and you don't take these precautions and kids uh, on football teams come down with the virus and kids start dying and football players start dropping dead, then people will go, oh, my God. Rob, there's, there's the- no – there's show me any sort of stat that says people that age are in danger. Like, here's the crazy part. You're, you're, it's, football is a really dangerous game. You're far more likely to actually die from playing football I- than it appears to die from the coronavirus to this point. Like, and again, people their age with – with their type of athletic acumen, and yeah, and you're yeah, but Doug, and, the difference is go ahead. The difference is when this first started, it was about older people <laughs> and people with with uh, Im, uh, immune uh, uh, um, deficiencies, underlying conditions, sure. medical conditions. That's what it was. Oh yeah, everybody else. If you're healthy, you'll be just fine. And then all of a sudden, states relaxed. Their, their regulations on it, and all these young people went out and partied and, and did all the other stuff at the beach or whatever. And now, I don't know about you, when I drive past uh, these uh, medical facilities in L.A., there are lines of young people standing out there trying to get uh, seen by a doctor or get tested because they have it. And, and the point is, you, from, from, from saying that they weren't going to be affected from the beginning, that's changed. So now we don't know if if at the longer this goes on, now maybe some of these people, young people, start dying from it. It's not like young people haven't died from it. 
All I'm saying is I'd rather be safe than sorry because we don't know. I remember when we when the first when the pandemic first started, they told people that you didn't have to wear a mask. Do you remember that? No. I, I was, yes. No, I don't remember they, that. They said that you didn't have to wear a mask. That it that it was that it was optional and basically because uh, I know the first week or so of this whole thing, I wasn't wearing a mask. I was listening to people and they were talking about people who who uh, were susceptible to it that they needed to protect themselves, and that's changed. All I'm saying is it's a slippery slope. It changes all the time, and football is not that essential in life to give up a season to make sure that people are safe. That, that's all. Football is not essential in life. That is an absolute uh, – that, that's a fact. The, the difference is, though, it, it is incredibly essential. Like, we talk about essential businesses all the time. Right, talk about essential business all the time. Like, I mean, Brett McMurphy just said how bleak it will be for college athletics and, frankly, for universities, but especially for college athletics if football doesn't exist. And I'm telling you, if you don't have college football and you don't have college football with fans, it's bleak for those college towns. That's where they make all of their money, right? There's a reason they have homecoming games. There's a reason that they have all of these alumni events. Like all of this stuff generates gobs and gobs of, of, of money for not just the university, but for the towns that the university occupies. And if you take students away from the campus already, then you take incoming fans away. Like those, those college towns are going to be in despair. And we're not even talking about the entire athletic departments, which we think of in a linear fashion, oh, is football essential? No, you're right. Okay, but but athletics and athletic departments provide the second most number of scholarships of any program in the history of the United States, only to the GI Bill. Like this is we, we like to me a, a bunch of the discussion about the racial disparity and economics in this country come down to uh, ac- the, the differences in the the type of schools that you can go to and the ability. Uh, opening up new doors that didn't previously exist for previous generations. That's what athletics provides. And we'd be taking that away from a substantial number of young people. In addition to the economics of the college towns, which again would take away, uh, would take away uh, opportunities for, for young people. So I, I think there's more to it than just a linear fashion of looking at it. Do we need football? Or do we not need football? Should the college football coaches get, get paid or not get paid? Like that, 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 that is just a fraction of the actual story here. And I'm like, look, I, I, I almost think, I mean, the, the problem is that everyone just fears getting sued, right? Like that's ultimately what probably brings down football in high school athletics is at some point, somebody's going to have a class action lawsuit and you know, you, High school, high school, high school can't insure uh, their high school football teams, and it probably goes away. And you play flag football in high school. That's that's likely what goes away in some of these states. But that's what's happening to college football. They don't actually fear the virus hurting anyone on that roster. You're getting way more. You're getting way better testing, more testing more often because it's super expensive, and you're getting better medical care if you do pop up positive than you could possibly get at home. But the problem is that on the off chance that one person not only carries it, but then carries it home to a family member or pass it along to somebody and it comes back around to, well, the university is liable here. That's when a lawsuit comes down and that's when it becomes a house of cards. That's the real fear. 
And you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make lawyers out to be bad people, but litigation is the fear, not not the actual reasonable possibility that this can kill uh, any number of, of college football players. I think it's a combination. I get the league, the, the league part of it, Doug. I do understand that when you're an, uh, a university and, and there's money that somebody could sue and get from you. And, 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 and uh, so, so I get that part of it. But I do think there's a responsibility to also make sure you're not p- putting kids in harm's way for the wrong reason. And, and I think the wrong reason is to collect TV money and money for your football program when it's not safe. If fans can't go into the stands, right, and you're asking maybe fans to sign a waiver to come watch a football game, that's telling you that you believe that there's a chance that something bad can happen and that you would be held responsible or liable. So if that's the case, if fans can't go there and fan, and kids can't go on campus to sit in class classrooms, how can guys being on top of each other exchanging sweat and spit uh, uh, make sense and, and make you feel like, oh, there's nothing wrong with us trying to play football? I think that they know that there is a big risk in it. Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Nanettes. Hit us up on social media. Twitter's probably the easiest way uh, to do so. Uh, and you can get in on on this discussion as it is a, a fluid story. We're yet to hear from the Big 12 and the SEC. Coming up next, uh, Zion Williamson's name is in the news, not because he's in quarantine in the NBA bubble, but because there is yet another lawsuit that says his family took money while he played at Duke. Is it legit or is it frivolous? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Do you suffer from lead foot? Do goosebumps appear for no reason? Stop living uninspired performance. Visit mbusa.com slash AMG and find out if Mercedes AMG Coupe sedan or SUV is right for you. Mercedes AMG driving performance. In for Dan and the Danettes, I'm Doug Gottlieb along with Rob Parker. And uh, we'll get to a Deadspin article he wrote in regards to Pat Mahomes' new contract uh, upcoming next hour. Matter of fact, we'll do that in 15 minutes in the meantime, though, Rob, there's a new story out from uh, Mark Schleybaugh, who I I don't remember Mark Schleybaugh writing an article for ESPN.com since he had the uh, the article about uh, Arizona basketball paying, what was it, uh, $100,000 to, um, uh, what's the, oh, why, why am I forgetting, the, DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah. yeah yes. or, or, yeah. So, uh, Mark Schleybaugh reappears. And the new article uh, starts with uh, these three sentences. Zion Williamson's stepfather solicited and accepted a $400,000 payment from a marketing agent in October of 2018 prior to Williamson's only season with Duke basketball, according to a court motion and a sworn affidavit by his former marketing representative's attorney in federal court on Thursday. What's your reaction? I'm not surprised. Uh, Doug, you know how this goes. Um the people who were supposed to represent him and they, they funneled the money early on and people are paid off and all kinds of stuff goes on. And then when he becomes the pro, they pay it back or, or they now get a chance to represent him in other avenues so that they make money. This is just how it's done and it's been done forever. And of course, uh, they got jilted at the altar right after they, I guess, parlayed or, 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 uh, funded, uh, you know, allegedly funded Zion and his stepfather and family, and he, they get jilted at the altar when somebody else agency comes in and scoops up the guy who's going to make a gazillion dollars, and then they expose everything that went on. How many times have we seen this movie, right? Yeah, yeah the the problem with it is um, this appears to be or or is or is said to be a completely frivolous lawsuit based upon Williamson's attorney. Um, a guy named Jeffrey Klein said, quote, the alleged agreements and driver's license attached to these papers are fraudulent and neither Mr. Williamson nor his family know these individuals nor had any dealings with them. We've previously alerted Mr. Ford's lawyers to both this fact and that we had previously reported the documents to law enforcement as forgeries. But but they chose to go ahead with another frivolous filing anyway. This is a desperate and irresponsible attempt to smear Mr. Williams at the very time he has the opportunity to live his dream playing professional basketball. Um, Klein said in a letter uh, that uh, one of the men involved uh, purportedly attempted to defraud Luka Doncic using a scheme in which he forged Doncic and Doncic's and his mother's signature on a contract. I, I feel like this is there's confirmation bias in this uh, that filing a lawsuit does does not mean that there's actual legitimate evidence, and uh, you know this becomes confirmation bias because the story you're pointing out is one that has happened before, right? That's, a, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, I said allegedly because I don't know. 
and that has to be figured out. That's why I use the word allegedly. Uh, but I'm saying this is not new. We've seen this before, and sometimes people are better at, at hiding it and making sure you can't track and trace the money trail, and then other times people get caught. Uh, Reggie Bush and USC, weren't they involved in something very similar to this? Yes, this is basically the, the, and, these and allegations. And that was denied? Wasn't that denied all the way through? Yes, except Reggie, Reggie had a car. There was, there, was, there was actual money. There was an actual contract, whereas in this particular case, there's just an alleged contract and autograph and driver's license and both are said to be forgeries. So if they're forgeries, this becomes a frivolous lawsuit. And well, they'll be thrown out then. I mean, it, but that it, it will be. That doesn't it will mean be, that you don't. That doesn't will mean we that discuss, you Will we discuss with the same energy that we're discussing now? No, but that's not how we do business. That's not. Why? That's not, Why? You're a, you're, you teach journalism yes. at USC. Shouldn't you be teaching that we should have the exact same energy toward when something gets thrown out as when something gets reported? That that sounds good, Doug, but that's not how it works. That's bad gonna, journalism. I'm not, I'm, no, it's not bad. Yes, journalism. it is. Doug, do we write a story every day that says every plane landed safely at uh, LAX today? Have you ever read that story? No, what does that have to do with it? Because it's about the unusual or different things that happen that make it news when a plane doesn't land safely. That's when you write up the story. That's when that story is big in headlines is what I'm trying to tell you is there is a difference. And it doesn't mean that you don't cover the story if it's false, but it doesn't mean that you have to wait as a journalist until it's all finished before you report something. That's not how it, I, I'm it's not, done. I'm not, I'm, not critis- I'm not criticizing Mark Schleybaugh because if you read the actual article, okay, I would, I would say that you know, it does take three paragraphs uh, until it takes, uh, let's see here, it takes three paragraphs before you get to the response that it's, uh, f- it's alleged to be uh, fraudulent and a forgery. Uh, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you can't report this. I'm saying that we 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 just we do this thing to where now somebody reads the headline, reads the first couple of paragraphs, and like, all right, well, I know that story. That's the Reggie Bush story. That must be what happened here. All, all the way down to it's his stepdad, just like Reggie Bush, the, the the gentleman who took money from the wannabe agent, was his stepdad as well. I'm not saying that there there isn't history to back up uh, the confirmation bias, but what I'm saying is if this in fact is a fraud okay, and a frivolous lawsuit in which the guy tried to do it previously, we should, as journalists say, like, look, here's there. Here's the deal to me. I'm not disputing what you what you're saying where this has happened before. Right. This is how you how you get to guys. I would also tell you that this is why the was just another reason why the NCA has tried to keep these guys away from taking money from anybody. Because when you take money from people, you don't have any idea who you're really taking money for or who they're connected to. Right? This is why, you know, the, the whole idea of players having agents while being in college can be a bad idea unless the agents are registered agents so that you know that they're not uh, they're not, you know, bad people, for lack of a better term. So I, I actually think that the NCAA in many ways gets gets blamed for doing good when they're protecting players from these sorts of individuals that will perpetrate frauds until they, you know, find the big fish that they can link onto. That sounds good. And that sounds like in a perfect world, that would be perfect. But when you have kids coming from uh, less fortunate situations and they don't have money and, and their parents don't have money or their people 
and uh, people are offering money, Doug, that's just not realistic. It just isn't. I mean, that sounds good for a person who has money and has a, a home and a family and people are, are, are okay, but if you're playing ball and all this money is around you and they're selling your jersey in the gift shop and they're selling uh, season tickets and the games are on CBS that has a $6 billion contract with the NCAA and the kid can't get a, $100 to take a chick out not to the movies and get a pizza. It's not, not true. Hold I'm on. Gonna, all, yeah, all, of, yeah. all of what you have pictured, all of what you have said is not true. Okay. Everything you've said is not true. Okay? Because players get cost of attendance. They have money in their pockets. Okay, Zion Williamson didn't come from some massive despair or whatever. And if you come from that background, you too can get a Pell Grant in addition to the cost of attendance and the scholarship. Those contracts are based upon having tournament games. The value is in the volume of games and the name on the front of the chest because these guys come and go. And you're, you're painting a picture which is just not accurate that there's all this money and a guy can't get a hundred dollar handshake. Six of course, billion dollars. Of course. And Zion Williamson. Six billion dollars for amateur sports. It ain't amateur. It's dog. not about amateur sports. It's about the tournament and gambling on the tournament. You're we'll discuss this coming up. Uh, Rob has authored an article that actually says Pat Mahomes didn't sign a great contract. We'll discuss it next in the Dan Patrick show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.